So we were talking about church and everything, and I realized that uh, Sunday is a sad day, you know, because you've got Monday after that. But uh, the day before is really a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Very punny. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I've got that saved on my phone, and I tested it with the groups, and they hated it. <laughs> so that tells you it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, gold. People don't want to talk to me anymore at work, because that's all I do. I, I'll tell a story, and, and they're waiting for the punchline. I was like, that's not a punchline. It's a real It's a real story. They think it's market <laughs> research. Yeah. Very few of them know that I actually have a podcast. They're all women. I mean, that sounded sexist. <laughs> that was not what that was supposed to sound like. As soon no. as he said it, you could see him go, ah. <laughs> as soon as yeah. he said it, he's like, no. Oh, that was bad. What have I done? You know what? Leave it in, but just bleep it where you said women, and then nobody will know. <laughs> I have control over everything that's said here, and uh, I leave it all in because I, I get lazy. Um <laughs> everyone welcome to another episode of as dad as it gets uh the podcast where we pretty much stick our feet in our mouth um not literally but figuratively uh i am your host larry and with us today are as usual john and david and today we have a guest um i get i don't know how to introduce you (laughs) (laughs) because you, you have such high status in our group <laughs> uh, just but the the creator of of an awesome facebook group um just a, as john calls you caesar uh <laughs> timothy <laughs> well i i gotta tell you matt is the original creator oh. um matt bellis uh but i joined when there were fewer than 2,000 members uh, and became an admin shortly after that. And uh, it's just been a whirlwind since. I mean, we're over 61,000 now, uh, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, But you can just call me Tim. That works for me. (laughs) Okay. I I always read the the names on the screens. Um, And I I keep on called David Dave. And I know that's a no-no. As a no-no. Yeah. Ah. Do we for later. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody, uh, it's Thomas, and I found out recently that he does not go by Tom, and I've known him for probably two years, and I can only imagine the number of times I've said Tom just casually, and I'm like, <laughs> I wish somebody would have told me. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I still really... get it at work all the time, but I'm a junior, so my dad was... Okay. Dave, so I am David, and so right. other times when people say Dave, it doesn't even register. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So today's topic, it, it's kind of going along with our our Pride Month, um, which 
when this airs, it will probably be July, but I mean, we shouldn't limit pride to one month. Um, so Tim, uh, go ahead and tell us your journey to becoming a dad. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I've got, uh, I've got two kids, three and five, a daughter and a son. And, um, but the journey starts way before that. Uh, I was, hmm, probably 20 and I came out to my parents that, uh, you know, I was, there was a guy I met online that I was interested in. We had been chatting and, uh, I said, you know, I feel like I need to find out what this means for me and all that. And I picked up and moved halfway across the country, uh, and was in a two year relationship. Um, I just ended up, uh, it was a vacation that I ended up getting a job down there and it was, uh, it was a good relationship for the most part. Um, but things never just kind of settled there. Uh, when that relationship ended, I was back to girls and then, and back and forth a bit. And it took me a long time to really stop and say, why does it matter? Um, so I, more recently, identify as uh, pansexual, I think, um, which, uh, if you ask most people, is pretty close to bi, um, but it means that it's more about uh, an individual person. It's not about, you know, body parts. It's about, you know, am I attracted to a person or not? That's what that's what it means to me. Um, but uh, I am married to a wonderful woman. Um, and I love her to death. And she, we've been married for, well, geez, we met when I was 25. We were married seven years later. Um, we tried to have kids for seven years before we did. Uh, we had three um, failed IUI attempts. And then the first uh, IVF stuck. Um, and we got our, our son, our five-year-old, who's our, we call him our science baby. Um, <laughs> and we plan one day when he gets old enough and asks us where babies come from, we're going to tell him we, we never figured it out. We had to, we had to get the doctors to, to help. <laughs> <He's the bleaker. laughs> but, um, but his sister two years later was actually a surprise so it kind of came full circle for us, but uh, uh, that's the long version of how I became a dad and the dad I am today. And obviously, I prefaced some of that based on you know the the topic kind of that uh, that you brought it up with. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's the that's the journey. Yeah, and um, so with with those failed attempts um, for the the IUIs, which me and my wife went through all of that, it. It's hard. Um, what is some advice for people that you would you would give to help them through that? Because a lot of people they think that just the women suffer for that, um, and, and I mean it takes an emotional toll on on you know the the male as well. Um, Absolutely. So, what's some advice you'd give for that? Yeah. Um, 
it's tough to be in the spot of the day. I mean, undoubtedly, it's tough to be the woman in that situation yeah. because there's going to be a lot of self-blame and self-doubt and all that. Um, but it's also tough to be the, the guy because you're trying to be supportive, but you're still going through this emotional journey yourself. Um, and if I was going to give any advice, I would say communicate, uh, talk to your significant other, be there for each other. Um, it's tough, but I went to every appointment with her. Uh, we went at, I think they were six in the morning. It was before work every day. It was a 40 minute drive from our house. We'd get up, drive down, go to the appointment, stop at a bagel place for breakfast. And then I'd drop her off at home and go to work. Um, but we did it all together and, uh, I don't know. It couldn't be more worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, we had that problem, but only for one year. I can't imagine that length of time before we had our son. We were about getting ready to do new medications when my son came along and I fully understand the second one being a surprise. Because you're like, uh-huh. we through all this effort to have one, and then whoopsie, here comes another. Not, not yep. a mistake, just a surprise. Always make sure that it doesn't exactly, happen. yeah, yeah. And you know, um, she, I lost my train of thought a little bit, but uh, she she was a surprise. But she she is a, a ray of sunshine. That little girl. She just turned three uh, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And she, she's a terror. She runs the house, (laughs) but she, when she runs, she prances, uh, she is singing by herself in a room all the time. She, yeah, she's our little ray of sunshine and she was our second born. Yeah. She's the, she's the love baby. We've got the science baby and the love baby. (laughs) That's second born. Mine, mine's a terror too. Yeah. Well, it's because they learn faster. They have an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I, well, my daughter didn't prepare us at all for my son, so <laughs> there was no examples being led. <laughs> she, she led us astray. I, I love you mentioned yeah, the the, uh, the prancing and singing by herself because it's exactly what mine does at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's no motion that's not like exaggerated with joy and happiness until they go into complete terror mode and (laughs) yes yeah but the movement's still exaggerated oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's just it's just fueled by a different emotion it's just a different tone Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, in fact my daughter um her language skills were uh not delayed but she's a little bit quieter and and she she speaks less than her brother did at the same age but she communicates her emotions in other ways. <laughs> we never have to guess what she's feeling. We just have to guess why. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's always fun. Um, so for going back to you um, coming out to your parents, was that hard for you? Um, did, did you fully understand it or anything like that? Because I know it's, it's new for a lot of people, especially yeah. first run. You know, I live in a pretty liberal state. And I come from a pretty liberal family. Uh, so luckily there weren't a lot of worries. Um, I wasn't sure, but I had their support immediately. Um, and it was a good experience. It was just one of those, okay, we don't care. As long as you're happy, it doesn't matter. So it was a very good experience for me. Um, 
though I will say I said I picked up and moved halfway across the country where I moved to was Georgia. The environment oh, down there was, was quite different. different. Oh. Very different. Um, though I did yeah. live in Athens, which is a college town, so that helps balance it a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, still a very different experience. I mean, a lot of discrimination, plenty of people who would want to share their views with you unprovoked. Oh, yeah. um, but but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so for, for um, being pansexual, which David said something that, that, what was it you said earlier, David? So my wife identifies as pansexual. And so she always says it's hearts, not parts. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Which I, I guess it, it kind of, uh, as far as a person means a more intimate relationship with your partner. Um, because yeah. a lot of, a lot of straight people or, or people who are, uh, attracted to, to, you know, only one gender, um, they will settle. Like, I, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people will settle just because that's who's around. Um, so for like pan- pansexual, it seems more intimate because you're not looking at what the person has or what they have to offer. You're looking at who they are. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that sounds like a fantastic relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> <I gotta look. laughs> yeah. You know, it's tough though, because of different love languages and things like that. Um, it's still, it presents other, other challenges for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, um, communication has always been a problem with me. Um, but I'm, I'm slowly learning my love languages. And so I'll, I'll explain it to my wife and she's like, yeah, I know that's your love language. It's like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you didn't, she's like, you didn't already know this. Yeah. They know how to read us already. She's a lot yeah. smarter than I am. Yeah. Um, I don't have a feeling. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so for, uh, for you as as a parent who's a part of the LGBTQ community, what are some challenges you face as far as raising your kids? Well, I'm lucky in that because my relationship and the family that my kids are raised in is a heterosexual relationship, so we don't have to really deal with that. Um, but we plan on letting our kids be kids. And my son's, if you ask him his favorite color, it's rainbow. And he doesn't know what it <laughs> stands for. He just loves it. And yeah. he has rainbow. Fantastic. Yeah. And he has rainbow everything. He has a rainbow umbrella, all kinds of things. And he loves it. And we don't care. You're letting kid be kid. Yeah. He'll get babysat by his favorite aunt. Maybe we should bleep that out. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) but, and she'll paint his nails and he loves it and we'll let him go to school like that. And, and it's fine. And, you know, he's, he's pre-K four, he's going into kindergarten next year. So will he have to, as he gets older, if he continues enjoying these things and wanting to do these things, face more likely ridicule and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
it also could just be he likes it right now and it'll never be an issue or it could mean something down the line or it could not. Um, but he's a happy kid. Uh, so I tell myself we're doing a good job and we leave it at that. And if he has questions, that's fine. We have family members in uh, homosexual relationships and a relationship is a relationship. You love somebody cool yeah be in a relationship so how how would you go about explaining a lot of it because i was watching actually tiktok um because i live there and there there was a woman (laughs) who i absolutely love the way she explained it because the little girl asks um that she was like can boys have babies and she was like, well, I mean, some some people can have babies. Um, it all just depends on the parts that you were born with, um, not necessarily how you identify. And she explained it really well. I'm going to have to find, get my wife to track that down because she was the one watching it. But uh, how, do, how do you plan on explaining the world to your child in that way when they have questions on, um, like, why is this person have two dads or something like that. Yeah. My kids are very thoughtful. Um, and they, especially my son, uh, and he will really think through things that you talk to him about and ask really good questions. Um, so I'm not too worried about it. I think we're going to be direct and honest and answer the question and, and that's that. And I mean, the answer of the question is really, you know, what you just said, uh, uh, among other things. Um, but it's about love. It's about, are there limits to your body? <laughs> Absolutely. There are, you know, what you're born with. Um, but learn how to be a happy person, learn how to be you. Um, and find the people that love you for that and surround yourself with them. Uh, and uh, I think that's that's a successful life. Yeah, uh, that, that actually reminds me of the book, uh, My Shadow is Pink, which I've mentioned it a couple times. And that's basically what it, it's saying. It, like, it, it goes really well on explaining how people feel because it in the book it says your shadow is not just your shadow, it's your inner you. And then this this child's shadow just happens to he happens to like wearing dresses. Um and it takes a little bit for his dad to understand it, but once he understands it, he's like, Okay, this is you, this is what makes you happy. Um and, and pretty much the book says surround yourself with, with people that accept you and make you happy. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> I advocate that book completely. My my uh my in-laws weren't happy when when I bought it, <laughs> but uh, they they accept it. Otherwise, it'll be war. Oh. <laughs> um, so with the what role do you think visibility and represent, representation of the LGBTQ LGBTQ community? Uh, what role do they play in families play in society like as far as as um i completely butchered that question <laughs> yeah i don't even know what you're actually asking <laughs> yeah um 
it's it's what I typed down. But uh, like as far as representation and everything, how do you think they play in society? Do you mean because, representation? So for for media, um, like you you don't really see gay couples on TV unless they're flamboyant or anything yeah. like that. Like that. Uh, how do how do you think that affects our kids and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, I think it definitely does. I think there's an age where it kind of starts to sink in. Um, I think the younger years, probably not so much. Uh, You know, the years where you're not really remembering most of that time anyway when you get older. Um, But yeah, as, as kids start to understand who they are or wonder who they are and notice that they may be different than other people, representation matters because that's how we learn to see ourselves through the media now more than ever when everything is media it's you know screens 24 hours a day and if everything you see and you're learning from are people different than you and then one character comes along and you say oh that's like me and then they're a certain way that's all you have to go by to you know during your formative years to try to figure out who you are and how you're going to act. And uh, so I think it's really important to have diversity Um, and not just diversity of, you know, different sexual orientations and things like that, but, but different types of people within those subgroups um, because everybody's different. I mean, everybody is different. It's uh, so simple. So you mentioned uh, media, and and you're one of the top people for the the Bluey Dad groups where all of this started. Um, so has has that changed your view as a dad? Um, because with with social media, you you see a lot of of good, but you also see a lot of dark things. Yeah, you do. Um, I'll say that the bulk of my social media time is spent in that group. Um, and it's such a positive place. Um, there's dark, but usually when you look at it, you can figure out why, and you'll end up with those people every once in a while who are looking for a fight or, you know, they're convinced that they're a victim and just, they're just looking for something to complain about. But, I mean, it's the members of that group that make it what it is. It always has been. Sometimes we have to make adjustments and sometimes we have to remind people why the group exists and, and what kind of a place it is. But um, inclusion and diversity, as diverse as you can be in a group that's specifically for dads, yeah. uh, is, is something that's been a, a pillar and it's something that's really important to the group. Because think about it, the group is for dads. It's not for men. It's not for males. Who, who makes you a dad? Yeah, I mean it's it's the, it's the little ones we take care of who calls you dad. Yeah, I so it, agree more. <laughs> so, so in my opinion, <laughs> if you've got if there are kids in your life that you love that you're responsible for, and they call you dad. That's that's pretty much good enough for me, and I think that's as simple as you can make it. 
Yeah. And I I see a lot of uh, like brothers and and uncles um, that are are taking care of of their siblings yep. or nephews and nieces. Um, yeah, yeah. And if they're father figures, you know, if they're yeah. filling that role for a child and they want to be better at it, or they need help, or they feel like they don't know what they're doing. Um, we want to be a place that people can be comfortable to come to because it's just, it's so rare still. Uh, and you know, there are lots of ways that society kind of makes advances and, and things like that, but the dad role, it's been stagnant for too long. Stagnant's not a good word. It has evolved, but just not, not a truthful evolution. You know, the experience itself isn't really talked about. Yeah, and, and if you go to a lot of other dad groups, you see that while there are changes, it's not happened enough um, because a lot of dads will be like, quit whining about your feelings and, and right. go be a man about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I've left quite a few dad groups because of that. Yeah, it's like you can hear the older generations behind them just feeding the yeah. words. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's because it's sad for it's sad for that person, and it's sad for that person's kids, and you yeah. know, it it doesn't make them be a less caring father, but does it make your kids not see that you care as much? You know, it's like that that typical story of, well, you know, I knew my dad loved me because he worked really hard and he was always at work and that's how I knew he loved me. Well, can't we show that in other ways and teach our kids how to experience emotions and that it's okay to have emotions and that it's okay to talk about them and work through them and understand them? And it's it's almost like when children are learning their first words, a baby will cream and, scream and cry because they don't have the words. They don't have the physical ability to form the words to say what they need or what they want or want to stop. But if you teach a very young child a few basic sign language signs that they have the ability to actually physically do, they will use that to tell you what they want so my kids at i have a terrible memory but i, I think not much <laughs> older than one um knew some sign language like uh we taught them uh more if they had snack yep. and they wanted more or all done Please. and and yep. things like that yep yeah you're welcome thank you mama dad and all those um and it's almost the same thing with emotions if you give them the tools to express what they're feeling, then they'll be able to use them and they'll have them their whole lives. But if nobody ever does, well, how can you blame them? You know, they're going to be screaming except on the inside for their whole lives because they don't know how to express how they feel. Yeah. And, and with us, cause I assume you're around the same age as us. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll younger. be 40 at the end of the year. Oh, I thought you were like 30 something. <laughs> okay. I just turned 35. Um, but like, so you're, you're still around our age. Um, like our, our parents 
didn't share that those tools with us um, typically. And so as a dad, I feel like I'm trying to learn how to express my emotions so that my daughter can express her emotions. Right. I can count on, on one hand. I, I saw my dad cry in my lifetime uh, twice. Once when his mom passed away and once when his sister passed away. And that was it. The only time I ever saw him cry. Uh, my daughter has seen me cry four times today. <laughs> which which episodes were they? Uh, um, one of them was Baby Race. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Baby Race. Get you. Yeah, that ending. God. Um, but no, I, I think just being open about it and, and just showing our kids that it's it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry as long as you you handle it right right um yeah we always we always try to tell our kids when they're having some sort of an outburst or something the first thing we usually tell them is it's okay to feel that way but what you're doing with it is not okay so let's find another way to express that and you know even the old typical punch a pillow scream into a pillow things like that punch a pillow is not great because it's still a little bit of a (laughs) violent thing but at least it's directed at something that's not going to hurt anything but um it's it's my internet everybody's (laughs) all over the place yeah it's still pixelating on me um and actually uh this is from the podcast dungeons and daddies which is a a dnd podcast not a BDSM podcast. Uh, they, I don't remember what episode or what the context was, but the phrase, you can be mad, but you can't be cruel, stuck with me. Yeah. Um, it was it was Will Campos that said that. I'm trying to remember. And I think it was Henry Oak. That sounds like him. Yeah. Because it, it was like Lark and Sparrow were mad. Actually, yeah, that was that was the, the context. His son was mad at him and said something mean because he was mad. And he's like, you have every right to be mad, but you can't be cruel. And I think that's what we need to teach our kids as far as emotions. Like our, our daycare, which we're, we're switching daycares. So that's a fun story. That's a whole different episode. Yeah. Um, but they don't they don't allow the kids to to show any kind of emotion other than happy or silent. Like if, if my daughter's upset about something, if she's having a bad day, she's crying. They're like, Hey, you're going into timeout until you shut up. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the main reasons we're switching daycares. Yeah. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah. Emotions are great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I got to thinking about D and D. <laughs> That's what, there, there, that'll, that'll do it. ADHD yeah. just took over and zing. Yeah, I, uh, I I've been talking to my wife about like I need to get diagnosed because I know I have it. Um, but another thing as as far as I I don't know if the the rest of you guys done this, but when you when you guys became a dad, did you start worrying about your health and stuff like that? Pay more attention. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because cause I became a dad and I was like, oh, God, now I got to live. <laughs> I need to take care of myself. Keep going. <laughs> right. This person is uh, expecting me to help mm-hmm. them. <laughs> like I can't yeah. die. For a long time, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. like, they need me. 
not that I was suicidal before, uh, just for everybody listening. Uh, but yeah, that, that drive to you need to be around for a really long time now. Um, do you guys have any questions? I've asked them all. No. My wife says uh, the same thing. I'm not allowed to die because I can't leave her with the two boys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, you cannot do that to me. Uh, so when you did become a parent, how did your dynamic between your, you and your wife change? Um, well, so she's a stay at home mom. Um, and before that she was a preschool teacher. So she could handle all of it if she wanted to. And if I let her, um, (laughs) but, uh, but that's not the role that we, that we look for. Um, we had to learn to communicate better for sure, especially around chaos. I think one of the challenges, uh, especially going from one kid to two was just the interruptions. You're trying to talk to each other and it's mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. And they don't understand that if they just wait a second for you to finish what you're doing, then you'll be right there. Uh, and you know, she would remember starting to tell me something then we get interrupted. I have no idea what it was going to be, but in her mind, it's all right. Good. I told him that. And oh yeah, you had that conversation. That conversation oh, was yes. had. It is yeah. done. Yeah. Me and my wife have. That's like the only thing we've ever argued over. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I talked to you about it yesterday. When? Right. When we when we we started about this, and I was like, and then we had to go do this, and we never finished it. Oh yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. <laughs> My wife does that a lot. She uh, has what I refer to as the internal checklist. And because, like you said, we started the conversation, she has checked that off now and has moved on. And I'm like, what, <laughs> yep. what yep. happened? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm really bad about having conversations in my head and checking them off. <laughs> oh, like, no. That's they never good. happen. <laughs> my brain is chaos, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so for, uh, like, with, with two kids, I can't imagine more than one, to be honest uh, with you guys. Two kids isn't um, that bad. You just got to remember that you've done it it's once not, already. It's really That's not. That's what I always tell people. Yeah, it's it's not even that. It's like the overstimulation because I, I get overstimulated and I'm, I'm my daughter's go-to. So I'll be trying to have a conversation with somebody or something like that. And she's just like right there, daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard not to just blow up. Um. And the other day, um, I don't know if I shared this story on the podcast or not, but I was talking to my wife and my daughter bit my butt. Oh yeah. You did talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> because I wasn't paying attention to her and she was like, I, I was facing away from her. So she like a little piranha just chomp, <laughs> uh, but you're paying attention to her now. It worked. <laughs> Yeah, she she learned something, and you probably did too. Yeah, don't turn your back on a toddler. My daughter never. has yet to inflict uh, violence upon me, but gosh, I hope she never does that. I have been bit once or twice. Oh dear. Yeah, I I think most parents have. Um, and and when we were going, because my daughter had a speech delay, so she was t- kids would typically. Mm with speech delays will bite more often. Yeah. 
And the one thing that people kept telling us to do was terrible advice. They were like, bite her back. Yeah, that's, oh, that I was like, work. no. It doesn't work. Like, this isn't the 80s anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was the an 80s, eye for an man. eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, now one, we're thing, doing... one thing I'll say, you were talking about going from one kid to two. Um, something that surprised me when I found out we were going to have a second. Obviously, my first emotion was I was excited, but the very next thing, and it was very quickly after, I was legitimately concerned. I love my son, my firstborn, more than I've ever loved anyone or anything in my entire life. How can it be possible to have that twice and not either take away from the first or or any of that? And it's, it was like a genuine concern of mine. Um, and from the moment my daughter was born, not only is that not a concern, but you love each of them more because you see them interacting and the relationship that they build and everything. It's, it's, it's insane. And it's things like that, the positives of fatherhood and, and being involved in your kids that people don't talk about. I will say yeah. one struggle of having two, and you mentioned that, the worry you weren't going to love the second one more, because I have a son and then a daughter. Um, you love your second born now, and your second born is little and adorable. And so you start mm-hmm. to focus on that, and my brain has to constantly be like, no, I have another one I need to focus on too. <laughs> right. <He's> just, <laughs> yeah, isn't demanding as much three, attention. Man. Got three it's zone defense yeah you're just trying to stop the chaos yeah it's all you're doing you're just sitting back there just zone defense that's all after, you got after two i feel like it's just trying to survive well, some days some days feel like that well yeah. think about it if there are two of them that can distract you at any given time and there's still one available to be doing something that's no good. If there's only two total, then you know oh, yeah. if there's one here, there's one somewhere. But if they can put yeah. two in front of you, that's a problem. Yeah, that's why my wife and exactly. I declared that we were done after the second one. I got went and got the snip back in uh, August, so <laughs> there's no risk anymore. Like, <laughs> Which yeah. uh, we we recently had that that scare of we might be adopting an, another, um, should the situation present itself. And I, I was talking to the guys. I was like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do again. Like my uh, my swaddling technique has gone <laughs> downhill. I, I tried to swaddle a baby doll and it didn't work as well. Oh, it comes back. Memory. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly telling um, dads in the group, uh, in the Facebook group, you know, that are like, oh, I'm getting ready to have my second kid. You know, what do I do? And I always tell them the same thing. You've already done it. Yes, the second one, but you're no longer the, you know, the greenhorn, the newbie. You are the in the trenches baby veteran. You have changed the diapers before already. You can do it again. It's just you might be a little more tired this time while you're doing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm three years older now. I, I don't know if I could keep up with those late yeah, nights. You just do it. You know, it's got it's to be done. <laughs> You just go on autopilot. That's that's like the the old man thing to say there, John. You you just do it. You're fine. You have, to. you have two choices: either that you know you do it, or baby continues to cry. 
So you do it. <laughs> you do it. Yep. Baby goes back to sleep, so, and then you can lay down. <laughs> Tim, one one thing I did do wonder um, with you. You said your wife was a, a stay at home mom, so you're you're the sole provider for the household. Um, how do you balance that and you know being an overlord for for a face Facebook group of over sixty thousand people? and not letting that take away from from your wife or your children it's a tough balance for sure um but i get recharged from a lot of the things that i spend my time doing like sometimes i'll pop into the uh one of the the leadership team chats uh in the bandit group in the middle of a busy day that I'm working and it kind of re-energizes me, have a conversation, share a couple jokes, um, see a picture somebody shared. Uh, and the same thing with the main group, I will say what it has taken time away from is me actually spending time in the group. I spend more time (laughs) on the group. Um, but the, the team that we have is just, it's full of incredible people. And um, it really becomes a family, and it happens very quickly. Every time we bring new people on, it happens so quickly. Um, and it's just cool to watch. Like some of these guys you've been working alongside for years in some cases, and um, and then there's somebody new comes in, and you see new friendships forming, and they're teaching each other and things, and it's, it's fun to watch. Um, I try to spend all the time I can with my kids uh, to a fault, my wife will tell you the honey do list gets out of control because I'll come home from work <laughs> and I will just play with them until bedtime. Um, and that can be tricky, but I'll always find the time for them. Yeah. I think that's the main focus. Um, and I've only got two. I mean, no excuses. My sister has eight. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, eight man. All adopted. Bless her. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> We, we've talked about adopting, uh, like opening our house to fostering again. And I'm like, let's wait until our daughter's a little bit older. <laughs> um, so I want to space it out, but I can't imagine eight. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. With my kids, you know. I'm losing my mind with three. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think after after five, it's like you, you've it's just got... gone. It's not even there anymore. You've got uh, an army to help you take care of the the smaller that's, ones. That's a help, yeah, for sure. They range from one to fourteen. Yeah, see, there you go. The fourteen year old. Oh yeah, yeah. my ten year old is a little mama, so I'm sure the fourteen year old helps. Whenever yeah, supervision talks about having that many kids, exactly. I'm always reminded of the quote from uh, the comedian Jim Gaffigan, who has five kids, and he said, "When you have four kids, it's like you're drowning in the ocean, and when you have that fifth kid, it's like you're drowning in the ocean, and someone hands you a baby." <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that joke. Always stuck with oh. me. Eight, I can't even. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel I, I consider myself grateful the fact that my son is seven, and then we have the two-year-old, so he is somewhat self-maintaining. He can yeah, be in that's the other true. room, and as long as he's in the house, I'm not worried about. Him. Right. You can get him to go to the other room. 
It's true. <laughs> What's your What's secret? <laughs> Mine are always in my face, no matter what. A trail of gummies leading to the other room. <laughs> that would only last until they got to the end of the line, and then they would just turn back around. And that's when you pull the string on the box, and the box falls down. I'm yeah, kidding. but remember, there's three of them. The other two are going to lift the box. <laughs> yeah. you just got three different trails, and then you yeah. pull one string. Yeah. And then you ship them. Um, <laughs> follow me for more great parenting advice. <laughs> so for uh, for your your adventure as, as a dad, what is your your most memorable uh, moment with your kids? Like mine currently is where my daughter bit my butt. <laughs> Right. <laughs> memorable for better or for worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could tell you what my most is, but I could share at least one or two of, of the ones that are up there. Um, I've got one. I've got one to counter you getting bit in the butt by your daughter. When my son was one, we brought him to the beach, and uh, I want to say this was his first beach trip. We went to the beach, and we were stopping for ice cream on the way home, and he was eating his ice cream cone, and he went to give me a bite, and there was ice cream on his finger. And when I went to bite the little piece of the cone, I bit his finger, and I and this was four years ago. I will never forget what it felt <laughs> like. <laughs> like my... <laughs> I oh. felt, and then emotionally, I felt so bad. This one-year-old kid enjoying his first ice cream cone of his life, and I, he gets bit by his dad. Um, he hasn't eaten ice cream since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. He eats ice cream <laughs> as often as he can. Um, I don't know. Those kids, they give, they give me memories mm-hmm. every day. Um, I love talking to them. And just listening to them learn and watching them play together, the relationship they have. So they're three and five. Um, so we just moved into a new house and we uh, we had a renovation. It took four months and we had to stay at my parents for those four months because we sold our last house, uh, which was tough. But the kids shared a room during that time and they just they bonded and they love each other way too much. It's a problem. <laughs> it's obnoxious. They will sneak off to other parts of the house and connive with each other. But um, they did so well with it that moving into the new house, we have we put them in a room together. And uh, we're going to keep it that way until, our, until it's inappropriate or our son says, I want another room, and then it can move over to the guest room. But... Um, yeah, I think watching them be best friends every day is like one of the best things as a as a parent to to get to watch. It's adorable. And it's it like, really is. You're like, I hate it. So cute. Uh-huh. I hate it. Yeah. So cute. I uh-huh. hate when they're so cute. Yeah. Can't That's be how they mad survive, at right? <laughs> my son just busted me in the face the other day. By it was by accident, but like my nose was bleeding. And then he just did something cute, and he's like, "Are you still mad?" I'm like, no. Yeah. I want to be mad for a minute because that hurt. <laughs> yeah, like 
yesterday my daughter was a complete terror and it caused me to be short with her so like we finished the day I, I read her books with her and I was like hey we'll do better tomorrow and she apologized for everything it's like <sighs> right then uh, they oh get you every time yeah yeah, and then you tell her me too, you know, because adults aren't perfect either, yeah. and it's okay to admit when you've had a tough time with something, and you know, even those moments are all learning moments. It's, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's in in business. I I tell uh, people who work for me if when you're faced with a an angry customer or a client, that's an opportunity. Where if you get a negative review online. It's an opportunity to show people what you do when something doesn't go the way it was supposed to. Uh, and it's the same thing with kids, you know, even even the negative situations. It's how you teach your kids to deal with adversity, to to deal with the fact that they won't be happy all the time. Um, and it's a tough balance to strike. But if you help them learn through those moments, they almost become positive moments, positive memories. You know, the kid can think back of, you know, there was that time that I was really sad. My dog died, uh, but my dad sat with me and talked to me about this and, and talked to me about how he has felt before. And, and it, you know, it can kind of turn things and make them a positive thing too. And I mean, I, I think that's about as dad as it gets. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rate and review. Your feedback fuels us and helps us reach more parents and make a positive impact on their lives. Are you looking for a daily dose of dad jokes? Follow us on Instagram, at asdadsdadgetspod. There you can find the latest dad jokes and keep up with the latest news and updates about our podcast. Also, do you have a parenting question or do you want to spotlight a dad? Reach out to us by email at asdadsdadgets at gmail.com.